From the heart of Dubai, this is Sports Unhinged with Mohammed Hamiz. And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. My name is Mohammed Hamiz. And whether you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app or if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, we're glad that you can join us on this NFL episode. And joining me today is friend of the show and returning Ooh. guest, Yujita Dasanaka. Can't believe you have me back, yo. <laughs> welcome back. And joining us for the first time, Coach Bartlett. Coach, wow, welcome. Yeah, thank you exciting. very much. I'm shocked you welcome him back. <laughs> this is exciting. I left the house just for this. <laughs> this is going this to be an interesting episode. Very exciting. Sure. Very excited. Coach, pick four fantasy member, undefeated so far this year. I think I'm the only member that's undefeated presently. Wow. Five, zero, one. Yes. Excellent. Oh, you got to draw just like the Browns. Or kiss my sister once. (laughs) Whoa, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) How you been, Coach? I'm fine, thank you. You been all right? How's Mrs. Bartlett? Shame she isn't here. Like she's not in the league. No, she is in the league. She's in the MVP draw. In the yeah. MVP draw. She's not in the main league. I, I don't know how that worked out. But yeah, anyway, Coach has been getting... I think that had a lot to do let's with... Let's move uh, on. Yeah, okay, let's thank you. Let's move on. All right. A lot to talk about today. <laughs> let's not go there because that will whole, be a whole marriage counseling. That's episode. half hour right there. Yeah. I hope she's watching, though. All no. right. So let's, let's get right into it. So before we start, I wanted to tell you guys about a, sto- a story about a friend of mine that I caught up with. I hadn't seen this friend in about a couple of years. And, um, First, I'm excited you have friends. I do. Other I do. Than, they gave us. me a high five last time other they were here. Us. So him and Mark. We'll give, we give you a high five at the end of the thing. Yeah, at the end of yeah. it. Yeah, It's yeah. always at the end. End zone. <laughs> end zone high five. So this friend of mine is a real estate agent. And he used to Already drive. shady. All right. He used to drive like a Honda Civic. He sold two and three bedroom apartments. He don't know what a Honda Civic is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. Right. And then one year, keep moving, keep moving. one year, a couple of millionaires, just like a millionaire couple walked into his office and they're looking for a mansion. So he ended up selling a mansion and he got a big fat commission check. And he decided that let me just blow this whole commission check on my lifelong dream and bought a Corvette. Now that Corvette, no Corvette. he couldn't afford a brand new Corvette. So he had to go and buy one off Dubizzle. It was four or five years old, had about 10,000 kilometers on the... Uh, on the mileage counter. And before he knew it, he didn't know much about cars. He bought it, didn't really test it properly. Things were falling off. It was rusty. A bit like your life. (laughs) A lot of of maintenance required. It was just too expensive. And he knew that he couldn't sell it because if he sold it, it would probably bring half the money that he spent on it. And if he kept it, it's, it's really expensive. So I just looked at him, I was just like, you remind me of the Oakland Raiders. You just managed to... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you got the deal of a lifetime to move to Las Vegas. You got overexcited. You had an impulse buy. You got a parked John Gruden, who's been parked in Monday Night Football for 10 years or for however long he's been out of ten coaching. Years, yeah, 10 years. And you just made a 10-year commitment to this guy. You can't get rid of him. You have to give him $90 million dollars. And then $5 million for the next coach. But you know but what? There's he- something to be said about the name of the Corvette. Let's hear it. Because it's the name. John Gruden will attract people. Showtime. It was it, shiny. It was. Yeah. It looked nice. Waxed. But you know what? Gruden did say he'd give the money back if things didn't work out. He did say that. Yeah. He did. But who's going to define things didn't work out? Probably um, Grand Jury. Probably not John Gruden. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, 
try giving me, giving me $90 million and asking for it back. So here's the question. Did he have a fake Corvette in the background or a real Corvette in the background? Because that's what I've been reading and that's what I've heard. You're right. So he's had this little shadow draft behind Reggie McKenzie's draft mm-hmm. where he had the people he wanted to pick. Yeah. Reggie McKenzie had the people yeah. he wanted to pick. Now, did, 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 Khalil, did he get rid of Khalil Mack because McKenzie or was it Gruden? Yeah. I can tell you from what I've read that you, Reggie McKenzie. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> it's going to take a little bit of time. Right, we will not go. mention nationalities at the moment. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. <laughs> at the end of the day, he got rid of one of the best pass rushers right. in the NFL. Yeah, but, but who because, got he, rid of because John Gruden felt like he couldn't make a deal. With Reggie McKenzie could have made a deal. Yeah. I think the opposite. I think McKenzie thought he couldn't give Mac yeah. what Mac thought he deserved. Gruden probably wanted to keep him. It was McKenzie who realized that, look, we couldn't probably give him what he was looking for. So See, who's got Amari Cooper up for the trade? Eagles. Hey, d- no, I mean, which, which one? Don't be surprised. McKenzie? Don't be surprised. Not just Amari Cooper's no. name that's been chopped Carl around. Carl Joseph? Derek Carr. Derek Carr? As Derek well. Carr. No, no, I think Amari Cooper. First Carl round Joseph, draft choice, by the way. Carl Joseph, Amari Cooper, I think that's Gruden. Gruden's trying to kind of clear house now. He's got the... Uh, yeah, the, but with all due respect... He's got the oldest... Reggie McKenzie set up all these young talent around this Derek Carr guy. And it's two not, years it's ago... Young and three, yeah, but two years ago and three years ago, he was an up-and-coming quarterback. And Reggie McKenzie, with or without the ownership, going to Las Vegas or not going to Las Vegas, they set up a really good draft set around him. Yeah. And then... They went stupid. The way it looks like right, right, right now to me is John Gruden is like the next Chip Kelly. He's trading away the best players just to get his own kind of own type of guy. He's got know? an old roster, right? Like yeah. he, he drafted, he got in Doug Martin. I mean, Doug Martin's great, but is he in his prime? Doug no, he's Nelson. way past his prime. Exactly. And he's living with this old roster now. And I don't know, getting rid of Amari How long has Amari Kubo been there? Two years? So what did he get? He's into, into his third, third year. year. Yeah. Yeah. I, Amari Cooper isn't doing a, a fantastic job, by the way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but a little later we're going to get into coaching and quarterbacks right. and receivers when we get to Mahomes. Mahomes, and if you've got if you've got the right guy calling the right plays at the right time with the right quarterback, which I believe Oakland has with Carr, right, and the receiver has with um, Cooper. Sometimes pride gets in the way. And I'm yeah. saying that from a coach. Sometimes pride gets in the way. And I'm just telling you, like, these guys should be doing a lot better. But looking at John Gruden's record, coming into the season, John Gruden is 96 and 86. That's his record. He's slightly above average. So I don't know what all, all the, the fuss is about. The whoop, Tampa the whoop, Bay won. Tampa the worst Bay record. Won, that, was Tony, that was Tony Dungy's Tony team. Dungy. I know. Yeah. The worst record. He's been out of the NFL for 10 years. He's been in Monday Night yeah. Football. Okay, but and there's really much more to advancing quarterbacks and winning and calling plays than that two and a half months he spends on ESPN with quarterbacks in right. who might be first-round draft choices. And, and the Raiders had to give him this contract, this $100 million, whatever, because he was making about six and a half Yeah, but why does he have the power? Because yeah. they've been recruiting him for years. two years ago and then five years ago and then seven years ago right. and then 11 years ago. And then we, sorry, go ahead. Couldn't the Raiders have done better with a OC from somewhere or 
even a college quarterback. They can't do worse. Couldn't have done worse. I mean, one? we saw them um, over the weekend. Are they oh one and five or oh one and four or no? They're one and they're one and one five. And four, one and five. One and five. Well, right I think now, were, yeah. the offense. Their offense was about fifth ranked. Yeah. But now they're down to about 15th or something. No, they're like in that. the bottom five now. They're in the bottom, bottom five offense, bottom five defense. Yeah, and they were right on top for, for a couple of weeks or yeah. whatever. So uh, I don't know what Gruden's little, seems to be a little bit of showtime, maybe a bit more. I mean, the London yeah. trip, there was a story about they made it to London 48 hours before kickoff. They made it to London on Friday. And this is yeah. a quote from Gruden before the, um, before the game when they talked to him about that, about arriving late. And he said, I hope I can make it, honestly. I'm not great traveling. Yeah, I, I get saw that. claustrophobic. My son was a weightlifter and he won, and he won a powerlifting Belarus. competition in Belarus. I had to fly 14 hours and fly home 14 hours. I had vertigo for a month. And he just kept going on and on and on about how he's more worried. He actually was quoted saying that he's more worried about that than this his is, goal line offense at the moment. This is something you're not going to hear from Bill Belichick, Sean McQuay. This is not stuff that you're going to You hear wouldn't hear it from any of the 28 other... 28. 28 other... <laughs> 28 other coaches, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. So, I mean, in terms of the overhaul that is required, a lot of people were saying that even with Khalil Mack, they were still eighth lowest in sacks in the NFL. So just let me play a bit of devil's advocate. Is the money going to be used better somewhere else? Or was it a big mistake that he let go of Khalil Mack? I, I've voiced my opinion on that before. What do you guys think? Coach? You go ahead. Well, I'll finish. Well, he's got, what, two picks now? from Two first-round picks. Because, so what is he going to do? Because in, in, the, in the last draft, I think they got uh, two offensive ta- tackles. Yeah. Is that what it is? So they have to go defense at the moment because their defense is... Is nowhere at the moment, and I think. Can about I stop here? Yeah. John Gruden never drafts defense. Yeah. Well, he's got to because eleven of I think ten out of eleven of those positions are not fixed at the moment. So the you're right. Players keep rotating on that defense, so there's no rhythm to that defense. Right. So yeah, I mean, if he's going to think long term, obviously it's nine years to go. Uh, he's got to look at the defense, and that Khalil Mack trades on those two picks. He's got to go on on the defense. I'll yeah. say right now. He will have a different defensive defensive coordinator next year. Yeah, definitely. He oh, will. hey, to stop you guys right there, Mike Smith is out. Yeah, done at Tampa just a couple just of hours like ago. That. Flip, he's done. Wow, he's out. Wow. Yeah, didn't read that. Yeah, I think when you when your broadcast goes, everybody's going to know about it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. This is like about a couple of hours ago that I saw it. Wow, Mike Smith is out. Yeah. Wow. There. So, do you blame Gruden, or do you blame the owner? No, truthfully. I, I, I what honestly, was Davis it, thinking? Yeah, I think Dave, it's Davis's fault for getting Gruden. He's been fixated on him for ten years, for a long time. L- let's hear Coach, because you know yeah. he's uh, he's old, old. No, I'm asking him. He's older. No, I mean, t- hold on. Try, try. <laughs> just let's take this as a, as a concept. Try leaving a job for ten years in any industry, IT, in oil and gas, in technology, and come back after ten years. You won't know what's going on. It's a completely different world. And that's the same thing that I see with John Gruden. I, it's all about decision-making as well, on and off the field. Like, arriving on and, Friday, and, um, not calling Khalil Mack before the season. Right. On the field, we've seen really questionable um, um, decisions on the field. So I think you have to put some blame on Gruden. And I think he's going to get exposed. Right now, some people might still give him some time. 
because he's in the rebuild mode. He won't use the word rebuild, but he's kind of talking about rebuild? it the whole yeah. time. But I'm saying if, if you're in rebuild mode, you might as well get rid of Marshawn Lynch, Amari Cooper, and well, Derek Carr. Well, that's what he's looking to do now. And funnily enough, those three people are probably the missing pieces in Jacksonville to win a Super Bowl. Uh, let's get to Jacksonville later. But I'm just saying, I mean, if you, if you just go to ja they need a better quarterback than Blake Bortles oh. because that guy's a fraud. He shouldn't be playing in the NFL. And they put so much weight Leonard on Leonard Fournette. And they need him. He's hurt but too much. But people him. also didn't pick up on this last year when he said that he doesn't like to play in the cold. And, you know, he, he's not committed. He's not a, the kind of guy that will play through pain either. And they don't have anyone in, in the receiving course. So you give them Amari Cooper, Marshawn Lynch, and Derek Carr. Jacksonville, with that defense, I think they win the Super Bowl. One thing I'll say about Gruden before we leave this, because I know we're getting close. Yeah. If you go back to his Tampa days, he did the exact same thing. He had a few small winning games, and then within five games, eight games, season. he turned over the roster to his game, to his people, and then didn't win. Yeah, I was going to say, how, 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 how did that turn out? He didn't win. <laughs> didn't win. Lost his After job. Was it, 2003 Tampa Bay won yeah. the Super Bowl, and it was all downhill. Yeah. yeah. And then also one, la one last thing. This is the last thing. Fine. You yeah. can be last. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to speak into the mic. A little. Oh, are you giving instructions? You can yeah. be yeah. last. Uh, well, he's been talking about uh, going back to the late 90s. Yeah. Okay. And also, he doesn't like analytic data, apparently. I don't like analytic data, but that's why I'm not in the NFL. Uh, all the teams that have evolved technology, innovation, yeah. have done well. Patriots, they've evolved, they've, they've innovated, and that's why they keep going. Yeah. So he can't be stuck in this 98, 99, whatever he's trying to do. Yeah. That's not going to work out. Either Davis or McKenzie has got to tell him that, or he's going to, what's going to happen? Is he going to figure that out on his own? No. And they're committed for 10 years. And by the way, the Oakland Raiders are the poorest NFL franchise in terms of revenue. So they have just committed... A hundred million on, on, on this coach, and they wouldn't pay their best player and let him go to they bet the house. And they're being sued for 170 million on their wow. um, contract for their stadium. Wow. And that's coming up, what, next year? They're already yeah. a, a good way through the stadium. Yeah, about Mar April 9, 2019, I think. Yeah, that's a few months away. All right, let's shift gears. Um, we'll talk about. The Philadelphia Eagles. We saw them on Thursday night. Uh, how football. many of these podcasts are we going to... You know, people are going to petition for you to get me off. You're wearing the shirt. You're here. You're Super Bowl champions. Signature? Is there a signature list? You can get that You're Super Bowl running. champions. You're going you're gonna to get that, that topic coming up. Now, the question is, is Philadelphia over their Super Bowl hangover? What the because hell is... Can I say hell? Is that part yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, go hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a contraband? Yeah. No, no, no. You can go ahead. All right. <laughs> No one knows what a Super Bowl. No one in Philadelphia knows what a Super Bowl hangover is, because it's never happened before. Well, right. But let, let's get real for a second, right? Philadelphia started this season without a starting quarterback, yeah. without a starting running back, without a starting wide receiver. So injuries have hit them like crazy. Mm -hmm. Injuries, penalties, whatever. Now you got Lane Johnson. You've got Jason Peters. You know, prime positions in the tackle. They're out as well. But Carson Wentz doing a pretty good job. Yeah. He's but doing then a pretty good the job. The question that I have for you, though. Yeah. We saw that great display where the Philadelphia Eagles looked like the Philadelphia Eagles. But they were against the New York Giants. Is that a good bar to set to say, all right, the Eagles are back. They're ready to go? Can I say this? Say it. And say I'm, it like you mean I, it. I am not 
anywhere near an NFC East fan, much less an Eagles fan. Right. You barely a but Texan fan. But if you go fan. back three ga- okay, fine. <laughs> if you go back three games, the difference in the Philadelphia Eagles, you can call it your hangover, you yeah. can call it whatever you want, is Alshon Jeffries is finally back. That's yes. true. And it's the comfortability of both quarterbacks, whether it's Wentz or their Super Bowl winning guy, Foles. Yeah. That guy's been targeted more, and they have had the opportunity to spread the field and clear open lanes for him. And I firmly believe that if it's a hangover, whatever, but giving him more targets or at least getting him in the middle of the field where he flourishes yeah. gives them the opportunity for their upper other weapons right. to be successful. And that's what Peterson does because he takes his other weapons and takes it against people. But this is where, where I still have concerns when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one, pass protection. There's still some issues well, around I, there. I, you know, I just told you, they, they have a problem with the O-line, yeah. especially the inside track. Their defenses have been able to get to Carson really quick. And, and the, he, second, the second one is also the, the play calling. It's been pass-heavy. And Carson Wentz is finding himself where he's having to extend plays a lot of, a lot of the time. Yeah, but when you get pass-heavy... Sometimes pass heavy, if you get the right people in the right places yeah. in the right spots, that opens up the run. And then once you open up the run, that also opens up the ability to call the right pass protections yeah. when you're doing whichever you decide to do or you check off. Yeah. It's standard football. Right, right. But at, at the same time, we're, we're not seeing that you know, pass heavy play calling where there's a quick release from Carson Wentz's side. He's having to he extend hasn't got plays. the time, right? He hasn't got the time. And he's having right. to extend plays. It's leaving him in the, in the firing line. And also, Philadelphia on the defensive side, I still feel that they're prone to big plays, big well, chunk it, plays. Here, here's the problem. Big plays are exactly the problem. Yeah. They've had about seven of those for about 420 yards. And that's what have cost them games. Yeah. But you take away that, and they've been pretty good. They're like third on, on giving up first downs, like 17 in the, in the whole uh, season. They're third on that. Yeah. Giving up points, they're about fifth. So that, that defense, it's still looking all right. It's yeah. still looking all right. But as you say, it's the big play. Jaylen. The other positive for that is last year they did a really good job with the former de- offensive coordinator and Peterson yeah. running the screen job. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you don't see much of the screen plays. Because their offensive linemen, A, are inexperienced in that particular offensive line because they've been hurt. And B, they're not as athletic as last year's offensive line. Right. And when you have that athletic offensive line, that screen job becomes much more simple. And I really think losing the running back is going to hurt them, I've got to tell you, because he was very good. And their inside bubble screens were very good because the the guard and the tackle could release last year. This year, they're not. I don't know if Jay Ajayo was as great as he was this season. He, He wasn't. He has a few fumbles. He was he wasn't the, losing him hasn't been the worst thing for the Eagles. I'll yeah. tell you that it hasn't been the worst thing. And um, Corey Clement actually went up to Harvey Rosman before when, when there was trade talks and stuff. Said, "Listen, we don't need another running back." Yeah, we're good. And he said, "Prove it," and he did. Yeah, yeah. him and Wendell Smallwood went all out on those a couple of games. And that's why there hasn't been, you know, I mean, heavy trade talks to get another running back in. Now, the NFC East is still wide open. And let me take this opportunity to gloat a little because the Dallas Cowboys, who I predicted would do well this year. And it's, the, it's a funny uh, thing. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> it's a funny thing with the Dallas Cowboys. They're three and three. But then Dak Prescott is like the stock market. 
one week everybody I think I'm loves having him. text from <laughs> someone's wife. Yes, I that, that's your Dallas Cowboy loving wife. <laughs> and, and one week they love him, one week they hate him, one week they love him, and that's exactly who he is. He's more like an 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 average quarterback. But in the NFC East, the interesting story to me is is the New York Giants and Eli Manning because it's a funny thing with Eli. Once a quarterback gets multiple Super Bowls, one Super Bowl, anyone can get it, right? It happens. You get a good defense one year, you win it. The minute you win multiple Super Bowls, you're put on this list of all-time greats where people expect the elite brand. So in that, we've got Big Ben, we've got Troy Aikman, who's won three, we've got Roger Staubach, we've got Peyton Manning. And now we're talking about Eli, and he's not... I never thought that he deserved to be in that conversation. He Eli's been done for about three years now. No, but he, I mean, let, let's look at his whole career. He cried his way out of San Diego when he got drafted. He was gifted two Super Bowls by his wide receiving core. He's been on the decline for the last five years. He's losing arm strength. He's not able to extend can't plays. See the field. He can't see the field. He can't extend plays with his... Why not move on from him? We've seen all of these um, um, kind of media appearances by Odell Beckham Jr. where he's complaining and everyone's asking the question, does Odell want out of New York? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's trying to say the one thing that he can't say is that I need a better quarterback and Eli is not the guy. Odell is actually, he's taking up the leadership position. That's what I see from his interviews and his antics. And if you haven't noticed, uh, nobody in the... Eagles locker room is saying anything bad about what Eli did with his interview with uh, Thank the uh, Giants. The little Wayne. Yeah. NFL fans know what little Wayne looks like now. Exactly. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's what happened with that interview. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of on the fence with what he did. What do you think? I mean, look, if you go back to the full Giants ownership and their commitment to their quarterbacks, yeah. from Phil Sims to where we are now, they are. They are 100% committed to faithfulness. That is pretty clear. Yes, and I think that the change in coaching ship last year had to do with that 100% faithfulness. And I think that because they he won them two Super Bowls, whether it was the people around him yeah. or his play. Now, he did play good in the regular season in their last Super Bowl winning season, and he was very, very good. But I think that they are committed to that. And I think that that had a lot to do with coaching change last year. I think that had a lot to do with who they hired as their head coach. I 100% think that Odell Beckham Jr. signed his contract for the money and not for the quarterback so that he could voice his opinion about the quarterback. Right, right. And he's not – look, he's not going anywhere. No. His his new contract – It's the biggest market, New York. I mean, you either go there or L.A. His his new contract has too much dead money in in year three, four, five. Right. He's one of the few wide receivers. Now, some of the quarterbacks have it, but he's one of the few wide receivers that has the escalator clause in their contract. With In addition to the raise, they have the $5 million escalator clause if they meet their pieces. He's not going anywhere. But I think he's the one guy that has the – the ability to ability, say yeah. we'll call it ability <laughs> yeah. to speak up and say the truth. Yeah. Now I, I don't need be, because because he does not fear the ownership. Yeah. Right. But do not discredit the ownership because look in the NFL loyalty's something. But again, I'm saying they passed on 
Yes, they did. Sam Darnold yes. to get Saquon Barkley. Yes. And the only reason they did that is because they didn't want to offend the, Look, the Manning fans. Look, let's be honest. Right? He's also a man. Yeah, <laughs> that boy can play the game of football. He, he can. No, no, but then, yeah. Look, you went for Saquon Barkley, and obviously he's doing great. He's looking you. amazing. He's, he's, he's looking amazing. But yeah. but look at this, right? And on Thursday night, he went for what about 200 yards rushing and receiving, uh, and he had I think a touchdown or whatever. That did nothing to impact the game. Nothing, right? Yeah. He was fantastic, but they still lost by 20 whatever points. So. Would you go with the Sam Darnold for a, for the future? Uh, you know, probably not. But but look, one year out from that decision. Yeah. Okay. So they felt like that the quarterback class, whether I agree with them or not, might have been hit and miss this past year. Yeah. They knew the upcoming quarterback class would have been a bit stronger in those first round draft picks, at least in the first eight draft picks, right? And so if they're they're quite positive, I think that they knew they were probably going to be in the first eight. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the only positive <laughs> so, that's coming so out of can, this. So right? they can yeah. come out as an owner. We are responsible since Phil Sims. We love our guy. We're responsible to our guy. We're committed to our guy. Yeah. Okay, you know what? We were committed. We didn't win. Now we have this, and we can get X. Do you think they draft a quarterback? I this definitely thing? think they, they draft a quarterback. They have to, right? Oh, they're going to draft one. Who they've got at uh, QB2? I think they've got probably the worst quarterback two and three. Yeah, because the they've league. got Saquon they, Barkley. They got Saquon, but well, just put them. They well, probably. It's probably. I mean, it, they did it deliberately. Yeah. To have, you know, not so great QB two and three. I do not think that the ownership of the New York Giants is short sighted. You don't think so? I do not think they are short sighted in their history of being owners. Hmm. They are not short sighted. I feel they have been short sighted with as far as Eli Manning is concerned, because everybody in New York. Knows he's done. Everybody wants it. No one's saying anything bad about what um, what's his name. Uh, why did I forget his name? We were just talking about him. <laughs> Saquon Barkley. <laughs> no, the other about? guy, Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr. Jr. <laughs> yeah, but he's on a five-year contract with yeah. a six-year extension. What is he's not short-sighted either. Five million. Yeah. Not short-sighted either. Right. He's willing to live and die by one year in New York City, knowing that. This, this quarterback draft coming up in the next year yeah. mm-hmm. is likely more strong, let's say, if they're a top-five pick, rather than rolling the dice on yeah. who might have been last year. Now, that quarterback class turned out to be so far so good. They have been yeah. good. Yeah, they, they have. Look at how uh, Sam Darnold has progressed. And yeah. He had a, had a bad three first weeks, and then now, now look at but him. Could he, but could later. he do it behind the New York Giants offensive line? That's, that's the question. That, that yeah, offensive all five of them are, I guess, are they're new. They All haven't played have together trained. before. They haven't yeah, played yeah. together, so that yeah. also is so a then problem you're gonna, for Eli. So then I'll flip it on you. You're going to put all that on Eli? It is on Eli still. He's still a liability. He's still a liability Maybe. for the team. No, because you see, he holds on to the ball for too long. Yeah. If you look at, he has not evolved with the pass rushing, elite pass rushing abilities that have come out in the last two to three years. And there's been a change in the way that the pass he rushing doesn't, has happened. And he doesn't run the ball himself. Is he terrified that he's going to come under the weight of the quarterback unnecessary reference? <laughs> we'll talk about well, that. I've seen his that eyes. A, you know, don't I jump. I've seen don't his jump. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you see, Tom Brady and Drew Brees have also evolved their game with that. Now you, Almost every team in the NFL has an elite pass rusher either on the outside or on the inside, on yep. the edge or on the inside. And you see Tom Brady and Drew Brees, they're releasing the ball a he lot get, He gets the ball out in less than two seconds from the snap. Jared Goff. Jared Goff is doing it. 
Yeah. Eli has not. He still holds on to it. He gets sacked. Most sacks, most interceptions. He's broken that record a couple of times and most interceptions. Yeah, but then, in a okay, season. then again, you, you've got Odell Beckham Jr. as your wide receiver. And he's gone for about, I think, average about but six receptions. You know, receptions. he's double covered in 78% of no, the plays. No, but then let me he's tell got, you. But he's me, got six receptions. 78% so he's not even of the plays he's broken. Let me tell you where Odell's threat is it's the deep throws. And. Eli does not have the arm to throw these anymore. Nor He's not he, even trying. Nor does he have in the fact, non-fear. I, with, with that threat eliminated, every offense is just playing closer with more pressure near the front. Non-fear. Exactly. He doesn't have the non-fear. I think up to fourth week, it was Odell, for the third week, Odell Beckham had the longest pass for the Giants. Yeah. That was like 10 years. Yeah. At the end of the day, count Against, your blessings yeah. that they're in your league. Yeah. That but yeah, in, that's true. I yeah. mean, we have one less team to worry about. All right. Or two. Let, Who's the other? <laughs> Washington. Washington well, yeah, sorry, is Mike. Washington. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Washington Mike. is this unknown threat. We talked about this. I mean, the, you never know. No one knows them. where they. Yeah. So is Dallas. It's just they have, unpredictable. They have five hundred people on the injury list, but yeah. they, you know they still keep turning up. And I still. It's a good still time to move on. Sorry, Muhammad. They, they turned up in your game. Yeah, yeah, but I still think they're poorly coached. Yeah, they are. They are. They don't they're, have discipline. <laughs> what's another Gruden? We watched the Panthers <laughs> versus the Redskins game together. In the original Wings and Rings, shout out to those guys once more. And I was really furious with all of the fumbles yeah, yeah, and we, the we turnovers. Saw, we saw that, didn't we? We were worried for a bit. We wanted <laughs> to get another table. But it was so crowded, there weren't any other tables. But then when I got the chance to calm I can't down. can't wait for Sunday. When I got the chance to calm down and look at the highlights, I realized Cam Newton is playing better than he's ever played before. He is at 65.9% completion in the season, in the year so far. He's, he was 70, 67.5% completion during that game. He's doing well. The problem that I had with that game was the very last drive for the Panthers, where they had the ball on the 30, on the, what, maybe 10, 15-yard line with 38 seconds to go, and they had two timeouts. And both times it was the play call where Cam Newton overthrew McCaffrey at the end you know, at the end zone, instead of trying to get a first down, run McCaffrey through the middle, get three yards. And you know McCaffrey is good for that. Then you have a one-yard fourth and one. And that play is no more a guarantee than with the Panthers, with Cam Newton and his size. He can always get you a quarterback sneak and get that one yard. You've got two timeouts, and then you've got the chance to get the the touchdown. Instead, they called up just a throw play, and that's what lost the game. And what hurt more, obviously, is that Josh Norman was playing his revenge oh, game yeah. against the, the Panthers. He caused the fumble. He, like he one, got an interception. Two turnovers, three turnovers. Two, there were three he turnovers. He was responsible for two of them in the first quarter, I think. It was an absolute disaster. And this is the problem that I have. And that was DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Moore fumbled. fumbled. That, yeah. Going into the game, Washington was 30th in the NFL against the rush. And you were fourth, we were fourth, fourth rushing. Rushing. <laughs> Mismatch. And, and did not run the ball in the first quarter more we than six no. carries. N- nothing. They Cam, had six carries. Cam Newton ran the ball for 16 yards. The whole Redskins offense ran the ball for 14 yards yeah. six in carries. the beginning of the game. It's, it's ridiculous. We didn't play to our strengths, and we threw the game away. But I still feel that North Turner, as the offensive coordinator, has done a very good job. Cam has been more accurate. The plays, McCaffrey has been, has been great. All right, you, you you get rookies that will fumble the ball. And once, you've once got in a while. Greg Olson back. We've got Greg Olson great. back. 
Can the, I say right here? The defense. If you had, if you had yeah. not had the turnovers, would yeah. you feel the same about the game? And the answer yeah. is no, because sometimes as coaches we get very stubborn in that. Look, that was working, but we yeah. happened to have a turnover. Right. And it was a inaccurate turnover, a once in a lifetime turnover, whatever you want to call it. But it was still working. So you yeah. always come back to it. The issue I have with it is they kept coming back to it just to be stubborn. After the turnover, fine. As a coach, you come back to it. Right. And when it continues to work, you come back to it. But at the end of the first half, it was not working. It wasn't working. Yeah. Right? And so then if you if you think when those turnovers, who turned the ball over, <clears throat> the similarities of the plays, yeah. and then come back to your last drive, they were very similar. Yeah. They matched the game plan of the first quarter, and they didn't work because they got out defense. Right. So... You can call it bad coaching. You can call it stubborn coaching. You can call it giving your guys a chance to play. But at the end of the day, you lost the game because you kept trying to go back to what was happening in the first quarter because your guys turned the ball over. And another thing is that we're used to seeing the Panthers' defense in the top five in the NFL. They're about 14th right now. They're 15th against the rush. So they're smack in the middle of the well, pack. But you, you, Thomas Davis was out for a few weeks. Now he's back. And we've seen Luke Keekly. I, I think Luke Keekly is my favorite player in, in, in the Panthers. But I have to say that he's been missing a lot of tackles. He hasn't been himself this year. Maybe now that he's got his, you know, partner in crime back, Davis, maybe yeah. with Thomas Davis, maybe they'll, they'll start Kinda doing better. But up, yeah. So do you guys read Peter King, the Monday morning quarterback in football? Yeah. No. So I was reading... And one of the excerpts he has is what coaches think. So he goes around to at least four um, teams each week, yeah. talks to their coaches, whatever. One common thread that he keeps coming up with, at least over the last five weeks, is when teams play Carolina, they always game plan where Luke is. Yeah. Right? It's centered around him. I'm not surprised. So if you, if you go, whack, go back and actually watch the film – you can definitely tell that there are many fakes or there are shifts where they get him in one time or single coverage. Good point. If it's a if it's a passing down and they will shift him out or they will motion him out of the play and run the play the other way. And then he's coming in behind. And so I don't want to put it all on Luke. Yeah. Because if if you if you're a really good offensive coordinator in the NFL, and I'm just a high school guy and a high school coach. You don't look at I, I <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. It's like a wide receiver when they're double teamed. You yeah. know, like you 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 game plan around them, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's well, just, that's so one of the things I was reading earlier, and we'll get to the New England game in a bit. But they in the in the in one of the last scoring plays, they double covered three of their scoring intents. Yeah. Well, flip that around on the defense. If you're trying to game plan to get Luke Keekley, three people attributed to him right. trying to get out of the out of out of the play. Right. He may not have the game that we're expecting him to have. Yeah. Take that as some respect. Yeah. Now, there were many times he was in the play, missed tackle. There were a couple it's the missed tackles that, and I've noticed them. Those are the ones yeah, you don't expect him to be in every play and make, you know, an impact in every play. But the times where he's there and he just misses that tackle and then there's you know a chunk yard look at the good like, news is he's not sacking the quarterback and putting his weight on him let's we'll get to that too actually let's yeah. move on to that right now because <laughs> but, but, uh, this is what miami did with khalil mack in yeah. the bears game yeah they double teamed him all the way the and, he, and he had like what 
He didn't have any sack or fumble, right. uh, which he's supposed yeah, to be Yeah, but they doing. motioned him out. So, yeah. like, yeah, they if did. they knew where yeah. he was, they would they double, double team, team him outside yeah. and then motion yeah. to the other side and roll he out. Yeah, like a tackle or whatever yeah. uh, in that game. He, I, I think I read, and I'm not sure because I haven't seen the film, but I think I read on almost, ni- I think, 92% of the plays, yeah. he was rolled away from. Wow. Yep. Wow. So, so either he was double team and rolled away from, yeah. double team and ran away from, or double team and ran inside of. Wow. 92% but, of the plays. But then again, look, that that is max impact on the Bears because the Bears were the better team in that game. Yeah. Yeah, they lost that game. They threw it away. They threw yeah. it away. They were the better team, but that's the impact on Max as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just one guy. Wait, John Gruden said that. <laughs> Let's I move thought we're on. done with the John Gruden. Yeah, yeah, we're done with that. Nice guy. Hawaiian shirt, coach. Yes, sir. Yeah. The Hawaiian volcanoes. Well, I want to get your, your take on this roughing the passer thing because it's, it's getting ridiculous. The way that I see it in 2017, we were asking the question, what is a catch? This year, we're asking the question, what is a sack? Next year, we might ask the question, what is a tackle? What, By is, 2020, a, what, is, a, what is a throw? <laughs> By 2020, we'll be like, what is football? Did he grab I mean, both his flags? What is, Why what is, are people tackling each other? Look, here? at the end of the day, I kind of feel sorry for the refs. Yeah, because I don't think there's enough data for to have enough film for them to see what is and what is not. No, the thing is, the, the way that we're heading right now, we'll get to a point where if a pass rusher gets eight sacks in a year, that will be considered legendary because you mm-hmm. can't touch the quarterback anymore. You had the, the uh, uh, linebacker, I think, from the can. Chiefs. You can. You can still touch the quarterback. No, but then if your body follows your head and neck into the tackle, imagine what kind of contortion you'll have but to look, achieve in order to, to, to tackle but, but legally. That, but it's almost but physically that's, impossible. That, that's the thing. Now, we talked about this last week, yeah. last time as well. I think it was William Hayes who yes. tried to avoid... Uh, yes. Uh, you know, and yeah. then let him go. Well, and he had his ACL done it. Yeah. And he's done for the season. And we saw this in last week as well. I don't remember who it was. TJ Watt a couple of weeks back. And Watt, he, yeah. he got a 20,000 fine, fine yeah. for... What look? I mean, that wouldn't be considered to tackle in touch football, let alone in the NFL against uh, Matt Ryan. Clay uh, Matthews, two or three of the first yeah, four well, weeks. Three, well, the first one was uh, was all right, I think, on Trubisky, but uh, the, the the second and third one were questionable. But, but you know, getting back to your point on the referees not not knowing what they have to do or not, first three weeks there were a lot of rough in the past yeah. call, and then the competition came committee came out with this whole video it was a nonsensical video yeah. they had their uh, conference call or whatever and suddenly the rough in the past calls went down in yeah. week 4 came back up again in week 5 and, and I, I down this week are they down this week yeah. i haven't even yeah. looked at the stats on this week uh, no but then the, but here's the thing, the thing. Is, i want to i'm going to yeah. interrupt my issue is having been a coach of this game for the last 24 years understanding it watching it from a different view it is affecting the game. And for the first time in my lifetime, referees and the calls of and the rules of are affecting the game. Mm. And I don't think that's what any fan wants to watch. Not, not these fans, it's, for sure. It's certainly not what any coach wants to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's not what the players want to play. But then the argument is as well that because of all the concussions and the medical issues that players are going through, that this is affecting the game at the grassroots level in terms of parents wanting their kids to play the game or not and apparently that's going to be diluting the well, sport I saw over a stat where the high school kids going into football has this, it's come it's decreased it's decreased but do do you feel that that's a trend that's going is this going to help it make it a safer game i the way that i'm seeing it there is just it's but going a bit too far you're seeing tackles we saw a tackle i can't remember which game it was where 
the linebacker grabbed the quarterback and slammed him on the ground, but he didn't land on top of him, so it wasn't a flag. I mean, the, the yeah, best, that was Darnold, the, the the best Darnold, analogy man. I've had is one of my friends who has now worked his way up from high school ranks to college ranks, and now he's in the pros as an um, analysis mm. for defensive. Yeah, I think ends or outside linebackers. And his analysis and analogy was awesome. And he said, we have made cars more safe. Yeah. But we still drive the cars. Right. Right? There's still a steering wheel. There's still an ignition. There's still an accelerator. There's still a brake. We've done all the things around us to make more safe, but we still drive the damn car. Right. Yes? Eventually, that's going to catch up with football. Football is still going to be football. We're going to make as much as we can around safe. We're going to build bigger, faster, stronger tackles to protect the quarterback. Right. We're going to make better helmets. Yeah. We're going to make, from what I've seen and what I've heard in the past, we're going to make better um, uniforms that are a little more stretchy and a little more absorbent. Right? But at the end of the day, I think that we're going to get back to what football was meant to be. And it's not entertainment. It's football. Yeah. Which is a game. Right? And so eventually we're going to get back to driving cars. Now, not by ourselves. Right. But we're going to get back to driving cars. Sure. And, and I, I firmly believe that eventually the weight, the height, whatever of your left tackle and how much money you're going to pay him it's is going to bigger. even out. Yeah. Right. There's a reason Ben Roethlisberger is bigger than Drew Brees. There's a, bre- big, there's a reason that Cam Newton yeah. is bigger than Tony Romo. Right. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be a reason that those nimble, big, fast quarterbacks – are going to eventually dominate the NFL. Well, they are kind of yeah. I mean, at the moment. Right now, quarterbacks have a lot more expectation on them. You no longer can be just the you know classic pocket yeah. quarterback. You, you need to be able to extend plays. You need Scramble to be able to run. Scramble the pocket, you need to be able to do that all. Yeah, everybody needs to be a Cam Newton very soon, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or we're going to be Mahomes and throw the rock around Mahomes. the field. Mahomes, you can't just Mahomes. say Mahomes. We're going to we're going to throw this. it around the field. Look, Why when, isn't he doing Mahomes? Listen, <laughs> when's it, look. I don't like the guy because he went to my wife's university, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> I thought um, you said I don't like my wife. We'll, okay, get, to, right. we'll get to wins, <laughs> too. The guy can throw the rock. He came from the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere. He can throw the rock around the field. Right. Yes. The reason he can throw the rock around the field he's got Jason is because Peters. he's nimble. Yes. He understands. And the old days of sit back, I think, I'm trying to remember what I read. Um, no offense to North Turner, but the days of the Troy Aikman sit yeah. in the pocket and pick you apart That's are, are going away. Even North Turner's <clears throat> kind of this. This is why Eli is a liability because yeah. this is what Eli does. He sits around the pocket. But yeah, the, the, and and he won't be long. He won't be long. But look how look how Drew. If you want to get into real quarterbacks, and I think we'll talk a bit in about records, but look at Drew Brees. Mm. How much he has evolved, but also look at his quarterback. Yeah. I mean, his coach. His coach, yeah. Yeah? And I'm going to say Mahomes again. <laughs> say Mahomes the when right we, way. When we get Mahomes, look at his coach yeah. back when he was your coach. Yeah, Andy Reid. How much he has evolved. Right. Oh, he's to, a completely different character on the sideline than what he used to be. And he has not stopped winning. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't. Nor has his quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, this rule is, is a 23-year-old rule that they put an emphasis on this year for, and we all know why. Yeah. yeah, because Aaron Rodgers goes down last season, breaks his collarbone. Uh, Anthony Barr, I think it was, who fell on yeah. him. Yeah, and they put an emphasis on here. So 
the, the stat over the years for roughing the passer call was about average about six to five. And now it's 10. Wow. In, you know, so it's doubled up. So you've got, you've got what, seven, eight officials uh, on the field at, during the game time? Is it seven or eight? Seven oh, officials. Officials on the game? On the game is nine. seven, is it? Or is it nine? Yeah. Nine. Okay. All right. So the referee or the line judge, they've got a good view yeah. of where the hit is coming from. Or, and then they're able to judge. But there's so much ambiguity around the rule that sometimes... Right, I don't but, know, but, but again, this comes to human judgment, right? Yeah. So you, There's going to be an error. You're the line more. judge. You can see clearly. You're the ref. You're standing behind the quarterback somewhere. You're able to see whether... You, is this a forcible hit? Was it unavoidable? You, can you not yeah. make that call? Can I come back to Peter King just yeah. for an instant? Sure. He, they have their pro PFF analytics. Quarterbacks that got the ball out less than four seconds had zero of those calls. Yeah. So, less than four seconds... So, so it sounds it, kind of average. I mean, no, no. it's not no. because that comes back to coaching. Look, if you go to uh, and I'll, I'll I'll include Eli Manning. If you give him the ability on his first or second look, yeah, to coach him into first or second look, he's never going to have the ability to feel that pressure. Pressure, never, and he's never going to get that play called. And the defense is going to feel better about it. Yeah. Yes. Now, whether they win or they lose that. I can't answer that because I don't know the statistics of it. Right. But I can tell you that the majority of those, if I'm a defense coordinator and I'm the defensive coach here at the table, no yeah. offense intended, to I would gladly accept yeah. any quarterback getting his ball to his first look because yeah. his first look is never more than five to six yards. Yeah. Never. Exactly. I'll take it. Yeah. Because – I'll give him a 50% ratio, and if he makes 50%, I'm going to punish his guys in the first 50%, exactly, yeah. and he's going to miss the other 50%, and I'm going to win. Absolutely. Excellent. But where is this, uh, where's the league going with this rough in the past? Call? That, oh. that's, the, that's the question. I guess we'll because see. Because it's a coach's dilemma as well, right? Because you don't want your quarterback to be hurt. How many of those have been called on Tom Brady? Not much. Really. Not many. None. Not many. Not many. No, I looked it up. Zero. Not, zero. Not one. And, wow. and Bill Belichick has been known to say that he's, Not one. He, he's all How many right on Ben Roethlisberger? How many? None. Not one. Not one. You know why? Cam Newton. I'm guessing zero as well. One. One? Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Eli Manning? Oh, probably <laughs> all of them. Three. <laughs> you know why? Because he, he can't the, get the ball out. He can't get, get the ball out. Yeah. So it... It is a bad is a bad gig at the moment, yeah. similar to the catch from last year. Yep. But it still comes back to can your guy get rid of the ball in his first or second look? All right. He's got to do it. <clears throat> All right. I want to move on. We're running a bit out of time, and I want to talk about QBs and records. But first, I just want to touch on very, very quickly, maybe a couple of minutes on the Le'Veon Bell situation. Now, he – well, the news has come out that he hasn't reported to – Well, he's going to report after the bye week, isn't he? Now, see, so this was the question – He was supposed to be this week. It was supposed to be I this week. I think even Ben Roethlisberger said, well, it doesn't matter. He's been a great fill-in. Well, yeah. James Conner, I, I don't Connor. know what James Conner James Conner's been a good fill-in, something like that. So the question, and this is a question that was uh, asked on ESPN. If he reports in week 10, football experts, ESPN's football experts, if he reports on week 10, uh, does it still mean that he gets an accrued season or not? So basically, if he is in the roster, if he's roster-exempted, until like week 12, does he get credit for the year And the answer not? is yes, he does. 
Well, the answer that came in, in ESPN a few weeks ago, they said that the collective bargaining agreement does not actually describe what would happen in this situation. It's not very accurate. If the Steelers exempt listed Le'Veon Bell, and that kept him kind of shy of accruing a full year, it would in all likelihood go to an a grievance and an arbitrator. Yeah, and an arbitrator will have to get involved. And, and it has it, to with 40, be 40%, I think. Yeah, and it will yeah. be a legal battle. So, But it's not 40% of the plays. Yes. It's 40% of the games. Of the games. Yes. Yeah, okay. So he has to report so by do, week the, eight. If he wants the question his, is, what so list if has he, he wants, been on? If he wants that, that year of his um, NFL pension, yeah. he has to be exempted for 40% of the games, not the plays. Not the plays. Yeah. So if he's going to come, he's going to come before week 10. He has to. Well, he, <clears throat> that's what it says. I think they're on a bye week. One of the on a bye week. <clears throat> Next, I think he's back on the eighth. But the bye weeks count in the new collective bargaining agreement. Yes, they do. Uh, you know, tough yeah. time for him. So he is, he's got to make a decision. I've got, I've got two friends that have worked their way up, and they're now in NFL locker rooms. and, and they. He's got a lot of friends on the way up. That's why we've got yeah, him here. yeah. On yeah. that sports unhinged, you should have seen I'm me back in the day when I was a coach. Going yeah? Forward. yeah, what I'll tell you is, players have no problem, and and I suspect the true truth is, players when he comes back, if he comes back, they yeah. don't care. Yeah, they have no problem with the guy trying to get his money or getting his money. Now there's some outward well, things. That, I'm that, telling that, you, that's not what the O line. But the majority the, of the did. players in the locker room. Yeah. And I, and I'm not saying sp- specific to Pittsburgh, but from what I get, they don't care. Yeah. It's a guy trying they, to get his money. They shouldn't care. I they mean, that's care. that's the bottom line. They shouldn't. That's care. like one of the unwritten rules, right? They shouldn't care. I'm getting what I'm getting. You're getting what you're getting, and, and you're better than me. You're more productive on the field than I am. Yeah. I should have no issues with whatever you're getting. But I don't we, think I, they do. Yeah. I think in the truth of it, I think they will present a united front yeah. as long as they're but that, winning. But, but like we said, that was put to the test in week one. Do you think there's a way back for Le'Veon Bell in that locker room? Yep. Because it sounds like a lot of people didn't like what he did and they were outspoken about it. I can tell you that if we have this conversation in week 12 and he comes back and they continue to win, no one will care. That's what I, my if belief is. If they continue is. to win, wow. there. But but that's what happened in week one when when they tied against the Browns, and then you had the O line in the locker room going after Le'Veon Bell publicly. Publicly, yeah. So they did that. So yeah, but if you keep winning, yeah, yeah. But if you're gonna tie with a team like Browns, look, boss, what's the what's the bottom line in the NFL? Win the game. What is it we said? We what, came what, what to would, win what would Bill do? <laughs> the game. <laughs> what would Bill do? That's the bottom line. What would Bill do? Now, we also saw, um, just kind of to, to wrap the show up with this, we, we had a great game, obviously, between the, the Patriots and the Chiefs. Um, great displays by Tom Brady. We also saw the Monday Night Football with Aaron Rodgers with the fantastic last drive of the game. But I think the highlight of the week has to be Drew Brees breaking the all-time um, yardage record beating Peyton Manning and he's now number one with 72,000 yards in his career. What do you guys think about Drew Brees? Could he finally get that MVP that's been elusive? Let me over tell the you one thing. Years? You can't go off on Drew Brees on the internet. That's for sure. You can't <laughs> say anything bad about Drew Brees. Everybody you get, you will. Get a whole <laughs> bunch of comments. But look, the way... If you want to flip it a little bit... Yeah. Okay, Drew Brees is great. He's what it, Whatever he's done... It's fantastic. 
I don't know how many other quarterbacks will achieve that, but flipped it the other way. If you had quarterbacks like what you you mentioned a couple of quarterbacks earlier, Starbucks, and uh, you know, even all these guys, even Brady, early Brady right. years, right? Bradshaw and all all these guys. If they were playing now, oh, if they were playing now, what would what would their stats look like? In 1988, who was the quarterback with the most yards in the history of the NFL? Marino. 1988. I was two years old, Montana. so you don't know, do you? You don't know, do you? I'm trying to guess here if you give me the chance. Dan Fouts. Wow. Dan Fouts. Yeah, I saw that actually when I was looking through the past. Right? Passing wow. so, so I'll come back to, do we judge Brady on and his record? The reason records? why he said that is because he was a Texan. No. Was he a Dolphin? He played for the San Diego Chargers, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But do we judge Brady on his records or his rings? It's always the rings. Terry Bradshaw never won records. Yeah. How many rings did he win? How about Manning? We didn't care how many passing records we had, but we do know how many rings he has. But do you think that with the rules right now that are protecting the quarterback, that it's turning teams to be more pass-happy? Oh, sure they are. Of course. We're going to see a lot of these records broken, and I think that's going to kind of... People are going to start comparing those quarterbacks that are breaking these records to the Drew Brees, to uh, the Tom Brady's. Go to through the, the passing Brett leader. Farm. Go through the passing leaders of every season for the last ten years. Even it's becoming easier and easier to get a five thousand yeah. or six thousand yard season. Whereas back in your day, <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> which is only a couple of years ago. Uh, I'll tell you that my defense <laughs> one year had a whole eleven year game. I mean, a whole. 11-game 11 11 season. a very long yeah. game. 11-game season, <laughs> right. and we were scored less than 35 points the whole season. Wow. Yeah? My son went to a game who is in university in Texas. He went to a 90-35 to 35 game. Wow. Wow. Last weekend. How's, how badly did that defense suck? No. Uh, well, one scored 35. 35 should Fair th- enough to 90, win you but he game, gave up you know? 35. <laughs> yeah? So I, I think just the history of football itself, yeah. I'm not sure we'll come, ever come back to literally what Great I defenses. grew up on. You guys were middle of the road, I think, on defenses. You know, guess, those, yeah. those, those 28, 90s, 28 21 games yeah. or 21 15, 14 you games. You keep the team below yeah. 21 and you pretty I mean, much look, I, yeah. I call that a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the game, uh, the Chiefs and the Patriots was, yeah, it was a great game. But that 80, what is it, 83 points right. were scored in that? I like my defense. Yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, I don't care. You know, I enjoy the game of football. Yeah. I, I do watch it a little bit now more for entertainment, but I enjoy the game of football. I've come to realize that the game of football has evolved and there's less defense played in terms of points. Yeah. But I'll tell you right now, there's just as much defense played on the chess game it's more about yeah. the schemes it's all about it's so much so uh, how i do read you eliminate a, the I best player unbelievable article about the last play of the or the last scoring play for the patriots yes and they bracketed they double teamed three of the players for the patriots wow but and, and we tried to go back and 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 this particular writer who's a geek like i am Try to go back to where he could position film or he could get three people that were bracketed or double teamed on one play. And he couldn't find one. Wow. So Gronkowski doubled. Gordon Double. doubled. Yes. 
Inside receiver doubled. Wow. Single pl- the outside receivers singled doubled. Now give yourself some credit to New England who recognized or Tom Brady recognized it. They mo- they they sectioned one guy out because they saw it. They motioned the other guy to the other side. The entire end of it inside of the opened up, and he ran a quarterback sneak score. Incredible. But this is where Casey lost his game. They, in my view, they lost the game twice. One was in the dying in the first half. I think it was 24-9 was the score. Oh, yeah, yeah he threw um, two bingos. He yeah, threw two interceptions would, for would, no reason. You were in the red zone. Yeah. You take the three points. Right. Yeah, and then what happened at the end, it was, I think it was, they were at the 20-yard line, and he, and he intercepted the ball. And you, you were getting the ball in the second half to start with. But I'll come back to look at Kansas City. We had our rookie quarterback play average in the first half, and maybe below average in the first yeah. half. Came back and in the we held half. with the guys right. to get it to the last possession right. game yeah. to a three point, and we made the goat drive it the length of but, the but, field but let's to look score. At, let's look at that. If last, I'm Kansas City, I'll take it. Yeah, let's look at the last play of Kansas City. Right. right. All right. It, I think it was five minutes on the clock. Five, five or four minutes, whatever. And he threw it to Tyree Kill for about a 75-yard touchdown. Gain, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what did that do? Gave that the gave, goat. That time. gave the goat three minutes. You know, then Bill Belichick. That's what everybody was saying. They scored yeah. a little bit too soon, and they but gave then, a chance. But what to, would you do? You but s- you take you it. You see, you see him wide open. You see you Tyree take Kill it. wide open. You Should take he have it. Come I don't know. Probably no. go down at the one-yard no. line you and. Take uh, no, it. Hell no! You take it. <laughs> you take it. There huh? is a debate about it, yeah, because you know you don't want to give three minutes to Tom Brady because you know Bill Belichick. There's gonna come a time he won't do it. Yeah. Who? Tom Brady. Well, right now he's that doing cliff. It. That cliff everyone's talking about. And then about. how did he? It's never how did he engineer that last three minutes? It wasn't like boom, boom, boom. You know, he did it. He did. I think about three runs. He yeah. Did a couple of short. But passes. if you actually look at the film, and I've watched the last quarter. And I've watched both of the last two drives. They they did a double safety cover two. They took the deep ball completely away. They made him do it, and they took KC. the outsides away. KC. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. made him do it. And you know what? He did it. He did it. He did it. You he can say it. what you want. You can like him. You can hate him. He KC did it. have a problem with their defense. Let's not kid about that. They do have. You, a how far do you think? Do you think that this is going to be replayed in the AFC Championship game? Well. If I look at the divisions, I'm pretty sure Kansas City and New England are going to win. Because, because I'll tell you what, the Jags are out. The Jags are out. The I Jags predicted at the beginning yeah, of the no, season, first to last is going to be the The, the amount of money they've spent but on that D-line. They've spent about 30% Are you really going to say space. Jacksonville is out? They're all tied with Houston, Tennessee. It don't Straight matter. But look Who's going to win? Yeah. You're going to pick Houston or Tennessee? Because Jacksonville I'll and Houston got to go in this way. You know who I'm going to pick. I'll pick Tennessee. Yeah? No way. Mariota can't, no. He's in, he's in his hangover. He can't do it. Yeah. Are you looking at your watch? I mean, that I'm is looking so at rude. my watch. I think that we're coming to the but top But listen, of the I'll, I'll tell you, before we go. Before we you, wrap up. Before we wrap stop. up. It's been a really long podcast. Yeah, it, it has, has been. been. I've really enjoyed it. Really very, I feel very like that I've spoken a lot and I'm not allowed him to. <laughs> That's Sorry, go I was asked to keep you, quiet. I was officially asked. You get the last word. Shut it down. You get the last word. I last because I came across really cool uh, website, yeah, and it's called. It's just called. Um, is Gruden done yet? <laughs> All right, is Gruden done yet? Dot com. We opened the Gruden. Let's wrap up. Let's with wrap Gruden. it up with Gruden. Because it's a really cool website, and 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 the entire web page is just one p- web page, and it says no. Okay. Is Gruden dot com. 
No. Of course not. Right. You got to pay him 90 million to right. get rid of so him. Right. Th- so that, that's what it does. It's a countdown clock. Wow. All right. It'll tell you how much he's earned the time you were on the site. All right. How many years and seconds and minutes and whatever God. he got left. How much he's owed till now. How much he's been paid till now. It's a cool website. You want to, you want your viewers to check that out. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll so Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay, or Detroit. Pick them. I'm, I'm still okay with the Bears. I still feel good with the really? Bears taking the North. You've got a really good friend, I think, on that. Yeah, yeah. well, I don't want to call him a friend. I think he's just someone I know. Oh, no, I think he's a good friend. I like the guy. Uh, I don't know. You don't know him. To you like him. Oh, I love, I love Mark. Mark. No, yeah, not you Mark. Can. You're gonna pick Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay, yeah, Detroit. We weren't even talking about Mark. You talking about Mark. Jeez. I'm going Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's Minnesota. Enough I, good I, quarterback you, play, you think? Yeah, Kirk's done. I, it. Kirk's done a pretty good job. I believe in 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 believe in, in Kirk. In Zimmer more than Kirk. Yeah. Do you think Green Bay will get healthy enough, though? No. I predicted no, Green he Bay. He predicted I, Green Bay very early on not taking the division. I still think the Bears have it in them. They've got good defense. They just need more consistency. They're That's much it. better coach this year. Yeah. I'll he's an Nagy's an aggressive he coach. He can coach. He's an aggressive coach. Yeah, and I and like his that. defensive guy can. If you've got, that, if you've got Mac doing yeah. what he's doing, it makes calling defense yeah. so, so I much I think what easier. Coach wants to do in his little paper is really quickly go over. I know you want to wrap up, but yeah. I think he really wants to go over I don't. divisions. I don't. <laughs> I think there you are, said that. There are three divisions that are very interesting. So we've got the NFC Min- East. NFC East, obviously. NFC South. NFC South. And we've the got... The NFC South? No, New Orleans got that. No. Hands down. I don't think so. Well, you think away. the Panthers uh, can I think the run. Panthers have just not been... Li- have not You're lived up. They haven't lived up to their potential. They've got all the pieces. North Turner has made the I've changes that are required. You Cam, are right. He's done a good job. Cam is having a career high season in completion. I've never seen it before. He's always a fifty-eight percent completion guy. This this season is sixty-five. Yeah. We've, we we just have to get going. They Greg may also not make the playoffs. Let's see. Let's see. You want to lock down that prediction? I may. And you want to leave that shirt here because <laughs> that looks really cool. Hey, if if the Panthers don't make the playoffs, I'll wear that shirt on one of my podcasts. That's where you get a high five. <laughs> yeah. That's a high five. I will be on that, that, that podcast. <laughs> All right. I think if they, they do, <laughs> I will wear this shirt. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna get a call from Mrs. Bartlett saying, "Take that shirt now." It's That's been with funny. you for 20 years, Michael. That's not funny. We'll That's wrap it up there. Let's That's wrap it up there. Care what's funny. Thanks for watching the, the way, podcast. He doesn't like it when we talk over his exit. Please subscribe to our YouTube <laughs> and Facebook channels and on SoundCloud and all your podcast Muhammad's apps. Your man. This has been Sports Unhinged. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Jira. Thank you, Coach. We'll see you guys next time. We'll see you soon. Cheers. See you Have soon. Take care.